Unless you can hire someone, spending the time and energy to learn how to write for your business is what will bring you the greatest reward. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. This episode is brought to you by my F the Hustle newsletter, the newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to enjoy the journey, do good work, and grow a profitable business. It is time to ditch the hustle. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle to sign up today. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast, which is now officially titled F the hustle with Kim Doyle. So let me know what you think about the intro. I'm very excited about this whole direction of everything. So more on that probably in another episode, but I want to get into it. This is a a meaty episode. I've already written the post out like I usually do for solo shows. Um, And it's it's a doozy. So today's episode is email marketing. It's never too late to start. And you guys, I don't know if you're sick of me talking about email marketing, but I'm not going to stop. (laughs) Just a heads up. It really is the, um, I don't know, what would I call it? I, well... In this episode, you're going to hear me talk about it. I'm referring to it as the holy grail of online business. And truthfully, the more people I talk to about email marketing, the more excited I become. It really is a holy grail of online business, you guys. And truthfully, it's also my only regret with my business is that I did not spend more time and energy sooner on email marketing. All right. So I'm halfway through my second cohort of email insiders VIP. And even with only running this twice, I see the patterns and similar challenges. As things start shifting to web 3.0, and by the way, I have a link to an article about what that means. Um, it's never been more important to create an email list. And if you're not familiar, this is, this is my, um, interpretive description of web 3.0. Think of social media as web 2.0. Web 3.0, we are seeing a shift from, how do I want to say this? It's really a shift towards the creators being in in control again. We have become the product for all of these platforms. And so that's where NFTs and crypto is a part of that, obviously, but there are so many new platforms out there and the control is going back to the creator. So that's my interpretation of what it means for us, but there's definitely better descriptions about it overall. So read through it or, you know, check with our pal Google. Here's the kicker. You know, as, as I'm sitting here saying, it's never been more important to create an email list. I'm also not sure that it matters where you do it anymore, to be honest with you. I know. Gasp, right? Most traffic sources work when you do the work. So meaning if you put the time and energy into Instagram, consistently post and engage with people 
who are engaging with your content, I have no doubt that you can drive traffic and business through Instagram. I would say the same is true with Twitter, TikTok, not that I know anything about that, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Pinterest, and quite possibly Facebook, I guess, you know, Facebook, the organic is just sort of a joke. Um, but I'm also not putting time and energy into it. So I couldn't tell you. I think there are probably people that are still doing really well. They're going live on Facebook a lot. I would think that video and live still will take a lot of precedence. Um, I just don't spend a lot of time on my business page anymore. They sort of serve the purpose as being the conduit for ads is kind of how I look at it right now. I would hope that Facebook would wake up a little bit and realize they need to do something to keep creators on the platform. You know, especially since it's, you know, we know that the youth <laughs> have don't even bother with Facebook. But if they want to keep the people who helped build the platform, i.e. us, right, who've been on for years and years, um, they're going to have to do something so that it's not this complete, you know, I, I don't know, like this black hole of you keep trying and trying and you go elsewhere. Anyways, this is not about social media. So move that aside. All that being said, your priority on these platforms should be to connect with your ideal audience and drive them to subscribe to your email list, period. Nothing else. And I'm not saying that you don't build relationships. That's not who I am. And hopefully you guys get that at this point. (coughs) Excuse me. Not sure what it was. <clears throat> or is I've woken up sort of with allergies down here. Fortunately, I did bring some <clears throat> allergy pills. I don't know if they've kicked in yet. Little side note: it is getting drier and warmer down here. We are going into high season, I guess you would call it. A lot of a, a lot of more. How's that? A lot more people are coming into Costa Rica, like snowbirds who go away. Um, so that could be part of it. Anyway. When you have a solid system running that is driving traffic from one platform to an email list you own, that's when you move on to the next platform. And again, there are, you can't just go around on social posting links to opt-ins, right? So I'm going to do my, you know, occasional disclaimer and just state, I'm going to assume you guys get that anything on social has to be balanced, right? That you have to provide value and connect and have conversations and you can drive traffic to your list, right? How you show up on those platforms is what is going to make people want to go a step further with you. So I was recently talking with a friend who does social media management. She's a coaching client, and I'm seriously considering hiring her to help me with my own social simply because I'd rather spend time writing, recording, and creating. And with the coaching client and the course, the cohort I'm doing, my time is tighter. So anyways, she spends a lot of time on social. And she said two platforms are plenty. And so, you know, that works for me. And I'm not saying, again, I am not a social media expert. Do I have data? I just know what feels right for me. And so that's kind of my bit of advice to you. Do what feels right and manageable and where you can actually show up, right? I don't, I don't think we need to be everywhere. If you can, hats off to you. So right now, my platforms of choice are Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to share the strategy and what I'm doing with that in another episode because neither have necessarily kicked in. My first priority, though, is email marketing and writing. 
all the writing possible. You guys, when I started my business back in 2008, I thought I could write fairly well. I never would have called myself a writer, but let's just say at the time that ignorance was bliss. I kind of gauged my writing ability on the fact that I was able to write papers in high school and college and do well. I didn't think much beyond that. And as I said, ignorance is bliss. And maybe this is a little bit of uh, youth being kind of (laughs) cocky. Oh, I never thought I'd be thinking, you know, my late 30s was youth. But I swear the older I get, the more I realize how much I don't know, which is kind of fun because it opens the door to possibility. And it wasn't until I started the WordPress Chick podcast in 2013 that I started appreciating and more importantly, really started enjoying writing. Because of the way I talk, I knew that I'd have to write out solo shows, my solo episodes first. And you guys can tell I'm not reading them. I simply use them as a guide so that I follow somewhat of a cohesive flow. I go off script all the time, but this way it keeps, it brings me back. And I'm, you guys, I'm doing like a circle uh, in the air with my finger. But I kind of cringe a little bit when I look at older posts, both for the way it was written and how much needs to be edited and updated, truly. And, you know, but the bottom line, I did it and I kept going. So when I decided I wanted to put more time and energy into email marketing, I had been following Ben Settle for a solid year before I really stepped into it. And I know I've talked about him before. Ben Settle, this, this is a little, this is an off script but it's a tip. There are people that um, you may not resonate with what they're saying, but if you can put on sort of a marketing filter, so to speak, um, and pay attention to how they're saying it and what works, there's a lot to learn from that. There's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily um, my beliefs or how I move through the world that, that Ben says and, and approaches things with, but I still have massive respect for what he does and, and how he has created a very successful business through this one simple channel. He has a physical paper newsletter called email players that he sends monthly and he emails daily. Oftentimes he emails more than once a day. He doesn't worry about people unsubscribing, not liking him or not buying. He just keeps doing his thing which is the biggest thing. There is no way to get around that happening. And if you can't swallow that, then you're not ever going to succeed online. Truly, unless you just have deep pockets and can pay people to do all of this for you, or you pay people to do the stuff that you don't like, but truly, you know, you got to be able to, to send emails and let go of any sort of, you can't personalize it is where I'm going with this. With this, this, <laughs> friggin' A. After watching what he did for a year, I jumped in and started doing my own daily email. email. Wow, you guys, this is, maybe I shouldn't have more coffee. My own daily emails. I called them my almost daily emails. I emailed Monday through Friday and oftentimes on the weekend. Next to starting the podcast, putting the time and energy into email marketing was the best thing I have done for my business And like I said earlier, my only regret is that I did not do it sooner. I'm telling you, you guys, you put the time and energy and practice into learning to write for your business, content, email, copy, sales, any of that stuff. It will have a bigger impact than trying to follow uh, a trend, a tactic, a platform, any of that stuff, because you can apply 
that skill set everywhere else you go, right? And so now I'm on a mission to help people to get over their fear of writing and sending emails. I, I totally had that fear too. And again, my ignorance is bliss in terms of thinking it wasn't a writing problem. It was just kind of in my head of not wanting to sell or, you know, being concerned about it. And I'm telling you guys, there's a post in, in me coming that, <laughs> oh, I was playing around with stupid titles in my head, but stop wasting time and energy on dumb shit people say. Stop calling people out. Stop pontificating. Stop. Nobody cares. And, and there's an example. It was about, it was a friend of mine who's got a big Black Friday, Cyber Monday affiliate, you know, page and whatnot. And someone else had said, you know, only if you do it ethically. And it's like, according to whom? According to whom? You know, to me, affiliate marketing, if someone's going to buy something, why on earth? This this is what a different world we would live in if that happened offline as well. Rewarded loyalty and whatnot. But either way, someone's going to buy something. You have an affiliate link. It doesn't hurt the person purchasing they're the adult making the purchase that you're using an affiliate link. So, you know, staking a claim or planting a flag in the space of it's right, wrong, or good or bad is such a waste of energy. Just go do you. Just go do you. These like the whole thing, you guys, controversial comments and opinions about that might be good for clicks, might be click baity, might get someone to open an email but they're not going to pay your bills. I'm just saying, and maybe they will, right? I don't have content that's necessarily gone viral, but taking that stance, I don't know, waste of friggin' time and energy. All right. So let's come back to email, <laughs> but I really am on a mission to help people get over their fear of writing and sending emails. Just like anything else you've learned online, you absolutely can learn how to write emails, emails that sell, emails that connect, engage, inform, educate, and entertain. You just need to do a little, what I've referred to now as entrepreneurial adulting. And you have to learn to be comfortable with the discomfort. You guys, I am going through, I, I feel it, like massive change in up-leveling my life and my business and what's coming. And I'm there's massive discomfort all the time. And I do it anyway. That's why I have a coach. That's why... I still talk to my therapist. That's why I have friends that I lean into. That's why I personally require a lot of time to myself because I need that space to process. I know what works for me, but I'm willing to feel uncomfortable and do it anyway. And unless you can hire someone, spending the time and energy to learn how to write for your business is what will bring you the greatest reward. How's that for a claim? And look at it this way. Like if you're even thinking, oh, well, I do video or I do audio, you still need to learn how to write a good caption or create a good title clip, meaning graphically and what thumbnail, excuse me, title clip, thumbnail, but whatever, whatever that says, you still have to be able to, to then share the video and write something compelling that's going to get someone to click through and watch the video. I want to say end rant, but I don't know. I'm in a ranty mood today, you guys. And it, it's just, it is what it is. I'm recording this the week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and I'm feeling spicy. I'm feeling good. So who knows where this is going to go? So here's what I'm doing. Okay. It's been five years since I started my 
almost daily emails and I have not looked back. The last two years have been more about copywriting, meaning I'm learning it, I'm practicing it, I'm trying to understand it. Because with the current opportunities online and getting clear on what I want my life to look like, this is where I'm going to start taking things a step further. So here are my plans. So to get back into my almost daily emails, I am starting an additional newsletter on Substack. And if you're wondering why, it's to get in front of a new audience. That's it. And it's it's going to be, uh, I'll let you know now. Um, and I should put a link, but I don't have one just yet for you. Um, although, here, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. You can go to kimdoyle.com forward slash imperfect. I'll do a pretty link for that, which I better write down. Um, but this it's all about imperfect action in, in business and in life. And the reason I'm doing that is, um, like I said, I want to get in front of a new audience. I want to get in front of an audience who is already reading and already subscribing. I did sign up for a uh, course with Tim Denning and Todd. By, I forget his last name. I don't want to botch it. But on specifically on Substack, and there's a whole whole method to this. And you know, I, I will. I need to find an article I'll be sharing shortly in the F the Hustle. So if you're not subscribed to that, kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle. Anyways, but um, you know, the whole purpose of doing this is to get in front of a new audience. But the article that I read was about publishing everywhere. And it just, it kind of makes sense where it's, because I've been doing this like, oh, can I repurpose? Can I do this? Where can I repurpose? And, you know, none of these platforms are going to be loyal to you. So at the end of the day, there's probably best practices and what you can test. I do like writing. So doing the imperfect newsletter on Substack. And then I have possibly a third one I'm going to do. Um, there is a new tool called Beehive, B-E-E-B, right? Like Bumblebee, B-E-E-H-I-I-V.com. So it kind of looks like Beehive.com. Um, and the reason I'm looking at that is because it is created by a couple of the guys behind the Morning Brew and they built in a great referral program. So there's some really cool stuff happening there. I'm literally just testing these platforms for traffic to get in front of a different audience, you guys. So this is not about me and my normal, you know, hopping from tool to tool or whatever. This is all about, can I get in front of different audiences? Which one of these platforms work best? Keeping F the hustle on ConvertKit. I'm never going to give up my ConvertKit account. Anyways, I also have a secret project I'm working on with uh, Jason Resnick. I'll do more on that in the next episode. And that whole thing is specific to email marketing and list growth. Actually, I should do that with Jason. So I'm going to hit him up. We'll record that. And then I'm going to join the next Ship 30 for 30 cohort, which starts January 1st. And that is all about writing online. I'm committed to a daily writing practice. I can't believe I said that out loud. I'm declaring it, but I'm going to, I'm, here we go. I'm committing to a daily writing practice. To use a methodology from James Clare in Atomic Habits, which is one of those books that I've had. And then I was like, Kim, get the audio. Um, now that I have my fancy new wheels down here in Costa Rica, <laughs> and that's facetious, but when you go from kind of a dream car that you sell to, oh, I now have a, how old is the car? 14 year old car. 
um, and are more happy with the 14 year old car because you have wheels. Welcome to my life. Um, but I love driving around here now because I get to listen to more audiobooks again. Anyways, I'm listening to Atomic Habits and I love this perspective. Um, it's kind of a reframe that he talks about. He talks about writing goals, right? And I don't want to set meaning. Let, let's start that sentence over. He talks about goals versus who you become. So as an example, I don't want to set a goal to write every day. I want to create a habit and become someone who writes every day. So it's a really powerful reframe. Other examples is, you know, the example, one of the examples he gave in the book is, so you have two people that both want to quit smoking and one person says, um, no, I'm really trying to quit. The second person says, no, I don't smoke. You are a non-smoker. So you can see that reframing who you want to become is more powerful than setting a goal to reach because you're becoming that person every day. So for me, I am I'm a writer. I'm someone who writes every day. All right, where most people go sideways with even getting started with email marketing is that they think they need to do, quote unquote, all the things from day one. And so I'm going to give you a list of all the things. And then we're going to talk about each of those things in a little bit more detail. So the first thing people think they have to have this perfect lead magnet. You guys, this is always going to be an iterative process. So be easy about it. Know that you're not going to find the one thing and never have to do it again. You're going to do something. We'll get into that more. Test it, tweak it, etc. The next thing is that you need to know how to use your email service provider inside and out. Segments, tags, conditional logic, etc. You need to have multiple lead magnets, content upgrades, and sequences ready to go and sell. You need to know how to write well. Again, this can be learned. And obviously, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get. You need to have perfectly formatted emails with the right calls to action. You need to know how to sell, how often to teach, and how often to entertain. And you need to know your metrics inside and out. All right, so let's go ahead and break down each of these in more detail. So the first thing, having a perfect lead magnet. Does such a thing really exist? I mean, come on. It's kind of like the perfect course, the perfect this. It's always evolving. Life is fluid. So approach it from that perspective. It is possible that it exists, but not without a bunch of less than perfect lead magnets when you're getting started. The worst thing you can do is copy exactly what someone else is doing. Seriously. So often you'll see something and be like, oh, that worked for them. I can do that. And I, I totally buy into, you know, there's no such thing as a new idea and steal like an artist, Austin Cleon, that you have to be able to take your own spin. And, and, you know, it's basically like, let's say someone's lead magnet is, you know, a perfectly round ball of clay. You need to take that clay and turn it into a triangle or turn it into a square or a sculpture, whatever it is. You have to take that same idea, but mold it into what makes you unique and why they want that from you. The second worst thing you can do is to not try at all. Meaning you put something up because you know you need a lead magnet, but you're not actually solving a problem for the subscriber. You know, our cheat sheets and checklists and all that stuff, we're at a point where that stuff feels overdone, but it's just because we have market sophistication now. That doesn't mean they don't work, but is it solving a problem? And is it solving a problem for your new subscriber? So let me get um, give you an example of this. So I'm I'm looking at this 
for myself, right? So I've got F the Hustle up. I kind of pulled down all my lead magnets because I needed to craft something different. So sitting here telling you that I'm on this mission to help people get over their fear of email marketing, I thought, okay, let's start with clear. How about, you know, easy email marketing for beginners? You know, you need to email, but you're not doing it. So something along those lines. That's not like a very exciting title, but it certainly solves a problem. I know I can play with the title and come up with something better, but that's the perspective I'm coming from. So much of email marketing, dare I say most of it, is about the psychology behind what you're writing. How do you want people to feel when they read your emails? You know, probably one of the best lead magnets I ever had was when I was getting started with Studio Press themes for WordPress. This was pre-Genesis framework. So if you're not in the WordPress space, don't worry about it. This was a long time ago. Isn't that funny? Well, I've been doing this almost 14 years now. So I would say 10 years, 12 years ago is a long time ago. Anyway, many of the themes had this plugin and it was called uh, a featured gallery. Well, it was a featured gallery widget. So it was where this gallery of images would scroll through um, and it could click and it could link to an article or something else, right? And all you old school WordPress people are going to remember this one. And a lot of people didn't know how to set it up. So I just created a training on it with screenshots and step-by-step instructions. It solved a very specific problem. (laughs) The only problem is that I really didn't understand the power of email marketing back then because those people... Oh, and I got thank yous for that, who were getting their problem solved. We're like, oh my God, thank you for this. Anyway, but think of a very specific problem you can solve for your audience and make that. Then do it in the format that works best for you. I love including audio of a written lead magnet because I enjoy podcasting. It's also a medium of content I enjoy consuming. And so the benefit of adding audio or video. Isn't this funny? Cause I'm sitting here talking to you about writing as well, but <clears throat> adding that along with the written is that people can hear the inflection in your voice. You can hear my sense of humor, my, you know, opinions, that kind of stuff, especially cause I do go off script, but there there's value in doing that. And it's because I want people to feel, I want people to feel that I want them to succeed. Right. I, that's, I have this thing, it's called core content values. And my core content values are three things. I want people to learn something when they engage with my content. I want them to feel inspired or I want them to be entertained. The inspiration is that heart piece, right? Where they connect with either a story I've told, a challenge I've been through, a win I've had, or someone else's success or, or challenges or whatever. It's that relatability factor So that makes someone say, I'm glad I'm not the only one, or I didn't know you went through that. And it gives you a little bit more insight, right? So I want to connect, I want to teach, and I want to entertain. Next is that you need to know how to use your email service provider inside and out. Of course, it's good to learn to use your email service provider as effectively as possible. But I don't think you need it when you're starting right? You really don't need it. A little more entrepreneurial adulting is needed here. What you need to know how to do is link a form to your email service provider on your website and send an email. Period. That's it. You need to know how to write an email, hit send. You need to know how to capture name and email addresses elsewhere on the web, right? That's it. You can get into segments and all the ninja tactics later, but initially just start. 
just do it. Um, that's Shia LaBeouf's crazy YouTube rant about just doing it. If you were wondering where that came from, we don't like doing this stuff. Of course, it's going to be harder or more difficult than it would be for someone who likes to learn new software. As an example, do it anyway, schedule in the time, watch a webinar, go to YouTube or hire an expert to teach you how to use it. I would think in a a session or two with, with somebody who is really trained with that software, you could learn how to do that. I have a friend that is great with active campaigns. She sets it up for people. She loves it. Jason Resnick is nurture kit, convert kit all the way. You know, there are plenty of people that you can pay to get some time. And this is, this is one of those people argue with, um, you know, it's not where you want to spend your money, but I don't know. I'm sure I've told this when I was first getting started, I fell into WordPress because I thought I was going to make you know, a zillion dollars on the internet with AdSense and a blog. And so I went to, at the time it was called Elance, I think. I don't even remember what that's called now. It's not Upwork. All these platforms change their names. So I put out a request for someone who could help with WordPress and Elance. I connected with a guy in Washington. We started weekly sessions and I would just come to him with, how do I do this with WordPress? How do I do that with WordPress? And we'd screen share. I had another guy that he had his own CMS at the time and was kind of showing me how to use it. And I would set up sessions with him and it was working with him where I realized, oh, he, he kind of gave me some insights into Photoshop. So all these little things, but I paid them for their time and I learned how to do it. Today, you can just go to YouTube and pretty much learn anything. Anyway, schedule in the time to learn how to use it. I remember listening to a Marketing Secrets podcast with Russell Brunson and he was talking about how you know, someone had asked him why he didn't segment his lists because they had already purchased the Expert Secrets book, but they were getting emails about it. (laughs) His response was so great. He's like, have you implemented everything in the book? Have you finished reading it? Great. If you haven't, go do those things or send it to a friend, read it again. You know, worrying about this type of stuff is simply a form of procrastination. Deciding and creating all these rules about what you should and shouldn't do before you write and hit send, not necessary. Create the habit of writing and sending emails first. You don't go from kindergarten to PhD in a minute. Allow for the learning curve and trust the process. Next step is that you need to have multiple lead magnets and sequences. I don't care what everyone else tells you. You do not need to worry about multiple lead magnets, i.e. content upgrades, um, until you have one that is working and you're communicating with your subscribers consistently. Then you can start creating more. Get one thing working. Get one lead magnet working, converting. And here's here's a novel idea. I'm so sarcastic today. I'm sorry, you guys. But here's a novel idea. What if people are opting in? They're consuming your lead magnet. What if you just emailed some of those people? What did you guys think about it? What did you like? Does anyone want to hop on a call, have a conversation? It's like the, the internet has created this um, invisible shield around us where we don't have to do the work. Like guerrilla marketing still works. Like do that, you know, knocking on doors, having conversations. It works. Get one thing working. All right. Next up is that you need to know how to write well. Again, you guys, it is perfectly okay to start where you're at. Be honest about what you're doing, what you're hoping to accomplish and why you're doing it. You're going to find that most people we are living. Let me finish that sentence. Most people are going to be less critical when you're transparent about things. We're living in some crazy times. It is so refreshing to have someone say, 
All right, here we go. You you may haven't heard have heard from me in a while, or I haven't you haven't heard from me. You know, be careful with some of those if you've not been communicating with your list. If you do that, I'm so sorry. Life's been hard. Blah blah blah. Do it once. Do it brief, and then get back to business. You got to be careful about those overly apologetic "woe is me" kind of emails. Um, I I've sent them during personal challenges, so I'm not negating that at all. Just don't let that be the norm. Um, but really, people like that transparency. There's a reason the quote unquote build in public, and if you've not seen that, it tends to um, apply a lot to software developers and people who are developing software. They're building something in public. And so you get to go on the journey with them. But that resonates with people because we all get that being vulnerable and honest about what you're doing is scary. And so it helps people to know that, you know, we all have fears, we all have doubts and challenges, but we do it anyway. So it when people share their journey, it helps us to find the courage to do it also. You know, the more you write, the better you'll get, but it's important to look for people and tools and resources that can teach and guide you. And I, I'm going to tell you this, here we go. <laughs> that was such a setup for something so underwhelming. Um, but if if you've got mindset stuff to work on, then that's okay too. This may take you longer. And just don't stop, right? If you want to go all in with this, guys, I've been at this 14 years. It wasn't really until 2016 that I started digging into email marketing. So I had already been in business eight years. Had I done this sooner, it makes me like cringe sometimes when I think about the income I've left on the table. But it, it takes what it takes. Okay. So here are a few little... um tips and resources. Okay. So obviously Grammarly is brilliant for learning or in my case, relearning, uh, gramming, gramming, grammar and writing fundamentals. I've got to ease up on the caffeine. Um, I really, you guys, when I started and I pay for Grammarly professional, but I was like, girl, did you pay attention in English class? Like what? It tells me every week I overuse ellipses. Keep in mind that writing on the web is different than writing for, you know, a book or um, maybe even long form content. But people, there's a whole way that people like to read. When I see massive, huge blocks of text, I get like, oh, I'll read this later. Anyways, so Grammarly is brilliant. Ask someone to edit. When I work with my coaching clients, we work on email sequences. They send me Google Docs and I make notes and I comment and I give suggestions. So find someone who is willing to do that. Uh, Anne Hanley's book, Everybody Writes, is brilliant. Work with a coach take a course. <laughs> and here's a simple place to start is to pay attention when you're reading emails. Novel idea. What do you like about certain emails? What do you not like about certain emails? And the more you dig into this, the more you'll see how the, these people have great writers on their team. You know, even for like big e-commerce companies or bigger companies where you know that there's a lot of employees and so, and they just push. There's such a difference in that, right? All right, next up is to have perfectly formatted emails. Keep your emails clean and simple. Some formatting is good. And this is where learning about writing frameworks and best practices will help. But since we can't control how emails look in every email client like Gmail or Apple Mail, it's better to have less formatting. You know, initially I was really bugged with ConvertKit. I'm like, because they don't have like a visual builder for their templates. Um, well, for, for emails. So there's not a ton you can do. Brennan Dunn has created 
is brilliant and he's really turning it into something easier and easier to use. Um, and I'll link to that in the bottom of the show notes where you can create some, some custom formatting and then copy and paste it into ConvertKit anyways. But for the most part, nobody wants to read an email that looks like a novel. So break it up with headlines, bullet lists, short sentences. I love GIFs and images. Um, you can take a look at what I've done with this post. And I will include an image or two sometimes, but really not a lot. You don't want to use too many Im- images, mainly because we don't have control over what it looks like in other people's emails. Um, I have a friend. What's up, Jan? If you're listening to this, Jan Croza, she, um, I think it's a outlook is my guess is where she's reading the emails. And so sometimes she'll respond. And it's kind of a trip to me when I see how some of my stuff looks from I do everything. I'm a Mac user, but with Gmail. So it then I go, oh, this is what it looks like. This is interesting. So the less formatting you do in terms of trying to make it look fancy, then the less um, you're gonna have to worry about it looking wonky. All right. Um, But most importantly is test how you format your emails. Don't change things up every single time you email, but it's worth testing. Oh, did, you know, did I put an emoji in this subject line? Or also, I love emojis as much as the next person, but you don't want your emails to look like you're in eighth grade. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just say that. All right. Knowing how often to sell, how often to teach and how often to entertain. So looking for data on, on, um, some best practices or, or what you should do is honestly another form of procrastination beyond best practices. Unless you're launching something, you're just going to have to test and try things when it comes to selling. I told you Ben Settle sells every single day in his emails, every day, primarily for his physical newsletter. He also sells books that are pricey. Um, He's got some on Amazon and stuff too, but I mean, he's got high ticket books, 500 plus, and the occasional course or training. That's who he is. That's all he does. My only word of caution here would be that you need to make sure you are selling, right? So flip that. And you guys, I truly created a list of freebie seekers. And here's how to do this with WordPress. And here's how to do that. And I mean, to the point where people would just email me, can you tell me how to do this? Or how do I? And I would get offended. Uh, You can hire me. But uh, I didn't tell them they could. (laughs) So my responsibility. Sorry about the dog barking in the background. Um, you know, so make sure that you are selling. It's really, really important that you set that precedence early on. And there's multiple ways to do this. Whether or not it's your product or service, you can make recommendations. And I, I'm just going to recommend that you do this sooner rather than later, whether it's a welcome sequence or it's a thank you page, however you want to do that. Make sure you're selling from the get-go. Because truly, what is the point in paying for an email service provider and building a list if you're never going to sell to them? You know, when people talk about the costs of software, anything that I use, I can look back and go, well, here's the ROI on that. Here's the ROI on that. You know, selling one course has paid for ConvertKit for the next 10 years for me. So that's dramatic. But you know what I'm saying? It's just look at the ROI of what you're using. All right. Next up is to know your metrics inside and out. I am absolutely not a fan of data and metrics. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't know the value and importance of them. However, my primary metric is whether or not I'm able to make sales from my emails. My second metric is how often people respond to my emails. So start with these and go deeper. And I'll tell you, I was very excited. I looked at the F the Hustle from last week. 
I had no unsubscribes and my open rate went up a few percentage. And let me tell you this, the subject line was pretty, I, I thought it was funny. It was from a conversation I'd had with Jody, my business partner for Content Creators Planner. We were talking about our own Black Friday, Cyber Monday offers. And I'm like, wait a minute, have we done this? Did we talk about doing this? And she's like, I don't remember. We suck. <laughs> I was just, we kind of both lost it. It was pretty funny. And I'm like, that's totally going to be my subject headline. So you see where you don't have to overthink this. I pulled something, that was my subject line, and I had a laughing emoji. So, you know, start with some of these basics and go deeper. Make sure you have Google Analytics set up. And even if you never log into Google Analytics, make sure it's set up. There is, if you can go to wordpress.org, if you're on WordPress, there's tons of Google Analytics plugins that will allow you to display Google Analytics in your WordPress dashboard. And which to me is easier simply because my G Suite, I have a G Suite email address, I have to log into a different one, and then I have old clients in there. Anyways, but I want to say I found a plugin. It was called Laura's Google Analytics, free, but it's like 15 bucks maybe, but you can literally get all of your analytics displayed in your dashboard, side note. So the one metric to ignore, unsubscribes. Not an easy one. Trust me. The Pollyanna in me is like, what did I do wrong? You know, why don't you love me? It's not easy to ignore this, but anyone who unsubscribes probably wasn't going to buy from you now anyways. Don't personalize this. And you never know the reason behind someone's decision to unsubscribe. Because side note, the only time I ever fill out my reason for unsubscribing is when I'm on a list twice. Otherwise, I really don't bother. You know, if someone's, oh, before you go, can you tell us why you left? Nah. <laughs> and and maybe as a marketer, I should be doing that. But I always let people know. And it's funny because I, it's like they know me personally. If they know me personally, I let them know why I unsubscribed. And most of the time, it's because somehow I ended up on someone's list twice. So if you get upset or worried every time someone unsubscribes, you're going to make yourself miserable. All right. So let's wind this up now. Hope that wasn't too ranty. Email marketing may not come naturally to you. And you guys, that's perfectly okay. It truly was not an easy transition for me. And mainly because I was in massive resistance to it. I had all these stories in my head about, you know, all these all these bro marketers who were slimy and smarmy and did this wrong and did that wrong. And I didn't want to be like them. And it was like, who said you had to, right? Who said you had to? And at the same time, they knew something was working. And, you know, listening to uh, Russell Brunson, and some people are not a fan of him. Love him or hate him. There's no way to deny that he knows how to market. And he's built... I guess they were offered a billion dollars to sell ClickFunnels. What? Did not. So kudos to him for that. But even if he lost everything, he still has an email list of over a million people, if not more. So when you have that list and you nurture it and you take care of it, you will always do okay. You really will. I mean, unless you built an email list for people who like to golf, next thing you know, you're sending them, you know, cookie recipes or something. I don't know. Um, but it, it's it's just... I, I knew for myself that I needed to learn how to do this and how to do it well if I wanted my business to succeed. Is that true for everyone? I kind of think so, to be honest with you. There really are not. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find an online business who is successful and growing that does not use email marketing as a core part of their marketing strategy. Some people may have the belief that you have to be on social media. Is it true? I, again, I don't know. If you have a paid traffic plan in place 
that drive subscribers and customers? I would, I would, I think it's safe to say you probably don't need social media, to be honest with you. If you have a good website that has, you know, SEO value and you've been around, I've, I've mentioned before, uh, there's a gal, Mariah Cause does no free content, period, end of story anymore. She just doesn't. She has paid traffic, she has high ticket offers, and that's it. And she, I, I think that came from a place of knowing her own personal bandwidth and just that it, it took too much out of her to participate there. And so, you know, six to one, but I can guarantee you that a paid traffic plan requires an email marketing strategy to succeed. You guys, it is not too late to start. Email is not going anywhere. It's just not, I don't care what iOS updates happen. None of that. It's just your email list is an asset, build an asset and build a relationship. And when I say it's an asset, guys, again, let's remember these are people we care about our people. We want to grow a relationship with them. But, you know, little side note here is, you know, I know somebody that has a service business and they may be able to sell great and they may be able to, um, they, they sell well and they've got higher ticket offers, but there is zero lead gen. There's no marketing strategy. That's, you might, agency. I don't even know that I'd call that an agency. I'd call that a freelancer who contracts with people. Because if you are not growing, an agency has saleable assets, right? You don't have to want to sell your business, but, and there's nothing wrong with freelancing, but be careful that just because you can sell and you have some high ticket services, that does not mean that you are a saleable company, that you're a company that somebody would want to invest in, not that you need that um, or want that, or that you have any assets. If all you're doing is providing a service for money, you're a dime a dozen. That That's my two cents. Opinionated? Totally. Take it or leave it. Anyways, email marketing, you guys, you have to start. That's it. You have to start. Commit to getting better and better at it. Then when you're able to send an email and see sales roll in, you are going to be so grateful you put the time and energy into it now. Email marketing is putting you first. It really, really is. You guys know the old saying, when is the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday. The second best time? today. So that my friends is my, I don't know, a little ranty today, but my, my heart felt tactical, strategical, you know, heart-based opinion on email marketing. Everything is wrapped up in there. And I'll also link at the bottom of this. You can look at, um, HubSpot puts out email marketing statistics and it needs to be a part of your strategy. And if you want time freedom is important to you, buy your time back by putting more energy into creating a list of quality subscribers that you can connect, engage with, and sell to. I love you tons. As always, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the outro, and I will catch you on the next episode. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle to sign up today.